everyone, I'm Tony Shackle, pastor of Farm Hill Church. Our mission is knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. We're so glad that you've tuned into this sermon podcast today. We believe that the message that you're about to hear is going to bless your soul. Be sure to check out the many other sermon and worship service podcasts we have available for you. You can also find additional resources and information about our church by visiting our website at farmhillchurch.faithlifesites.com or look us up on Facebook. Or better yet, make plans to join us during one of our upcoming live services. We meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and for Bible study every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Now let's get right into today's message. kind of got involved with a cowboy church and I didn't I got my hat out in the truck I can go get it if I need to I didn't bring my rope with me uh, you know sometimes to get an animal to do what you want it to do sometimes you got to rope it right kind of get it moving that direction what I'm gonna ask for is we got any volunteers this morning I need like two people the first one needs to be the hard-headed stubbornest mule-headed person we got in here we got anybody like that We got anybody that's stubborn? Come on, I'm waiting. They said they don't get out till 12 o'clock, so I got an hour and a half yet. Got any volunteers? I need a volunteer. Somebody, anybody. I'm still waiting. Come on, I need one volunteer. Just anybody. Sanders? Who's going to be the stubborn one? Both pretty stubborn. All right, come on, Ben. I don't want nobody to hurt themselves now. Let's, let's don't do that. Ben, all I need you to do, just stand here and face these folks. All I need you to do is make sure you, you follow instructions. Just stand right there and don't move. That's all you got to do. That's it. That's all you got to do. What's your name? Sandra, all I want you to do is just move him. Move him wherever you want to move him to. Okay, that's good. I think maybe you'll get the idea. Thank you, Ben. But in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, in the very last verse, anybody got that verse of scripture? Anybody? Read it for us right quick. Go ahead. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be you steadfast, unmovable. All Ben had to do was just stand there and be stubborn, right? That's it. Sound pretty easy. All he had to do was just move them. But how many times, now we're in spiritual battles in this day and time that we're living in, does it seem like the adversary that you and I face on a day-to-day basis can so easily move us? Amen? It's like they throw the rope around their head. You know, and you, when you're sitting there now, here lately the kids have been doing on-foot on rodeo. No horses, not on horses this time, on foot. There's four of them on a team. You've got to walk into the arena, 
and there's a herd of steers in there. They're pretty good size. They all got numbers on their ears. And the individual calls a number out, and those four have to separate that one out, throw a rope on it, drag it over there, then what they call mug it. You got to grab it around the head and the horns and whatever you get a hold of them, throw it on the ground. Then somebody else has to tie their feet up. So when they turn it loose, it's, it's got to stay there for a certain period of time before it can get up. I mean, they work, they work hard at it. The last incident we had, the girls, I mean, they worked the hard. There was four girls on one team. They never did get that steer on the ground. It was stubborn. It was hard-headed. It was stiff-necked. It fought and bucked and carried. And, and, and there was a lot, of, and a lot of times you could hear moms and dads or other Christian folks say, Lord, I hope they don't get hurt. You know, when the, when the uh, cow's dragging them around the ring and things are going on. But the scripture said, be you steadfast. And I looked up some of those words to see what steadfast and un unmovable means. And one of the definitions was solid. Solid is not a liquid. A solid is a solid, right? We know that water is unstable. Just, it just goes anywhere. God, the, the church... The Lord, I believe, is looking for individuals today, and I'm going to try to help your pastor out a little bit. He hadn't told me anything about you. Trust me. Yeah, we're not, we're not sharing along those lines. We just come to preach what we feel like the Lord's laid upon our heart tonight, or this morning, should we say. But, but be solid. There's a time that we need some solid Christians in the house of God. Amen. Moving to Tennessee, I didn't realize, but there's a lot of hollow trees up there. They might look like a big old oak tree, and they might look wonderful. We had one next to the house, just a big old maple tree. That thing was so pretty. But Ben, it was hollow. I didn't know it was hollow. And the storm came through and just ripped the thing apart. It just was not solid, right? You kinda, do you kind of know what I'm talking about just a little bit? You got to be stable. Your shape's going to remain. You're a solid. You're not a liquid. You're like a piece of wood. You can dent it, but it still looks like that same piece of wood. Amen? Inside of there. So the same yesterday, the same today, forever. Amen? God help us this morning, right? As we look at the battles and different things of life, but solid, dependable, trustworthy, all those things that we need in this day and time that we're living in. It's hard to find people that you can really trust in them. I'm a, we're preaching to the church today, but you know, you know how it is. It's, it's hard to get someone that is solid, dedicated, that's going to be there and do the things that God wants them to do. Another thing was being firm. It's very unlikely that you're going to change, right? Now, if you've got your mind made up and your foot's on the rock and you're headed toward heaven, I, I wouldn't expect you to change, right? But if we're not living according to what the Word of God teaches us and how to live and to do, then maybe we ought to change just a little bit, right? I've learned a lot of things since the first day I got saved, and I'll be honest with you, I don't remember when. But it was way back yonder, probably 1977, 8, 9, or somewhere along in there, I do believe. I got saved in this little church. It wasn't that big back then. But I came, I came to get a relationship 
with Christ in my life. And I had a lot of things that I needed to change. I had a lot of, lot of ways that I was stubborn in. I didn't, want to, I didn't want the Spirit of God to move me here, to move me there. I just, no, no. I'm comfortable here. This is where I want to be. I just let me be from there. But God put a calling on my life. I wished he'd called somebody else. Anybody else would have been fine with me. It's like, God, why are you calling me into ministry? I don't know anything about ministry. I, ain't, I wasn't raised in ministry. I didn't do those things, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But God knew what he was doing. Anytime they thought that the Spirit of God can find a willing heart and soul in life that He can work with and change and mold them into something that will not rechange, that will not go back the other direction, that will not pick up the things that God set them free from, that will not go back to the elements of the world that's out there, but they'll be solid, they'll be firm. They developed a faith in God that regardless of what the person on the left or the person on the right was doing, but they knew who who their God was. I may get to feeling better in a minute. Amen. Praise God. You remember the individual in the Word of God that said, ask for me in my house? Y'all can do what you want to do if you want to serve the gods on the other side of the flood. If you want to serve the gods in the land in whom you dwell, but as for me, in my house we shall serve the Lord. There is nothing better than serving Christ today. Amen? It may not be the popular message today, but that's okay. The Christian wasn't meant to be the popular individual. We're kind of the oddball, you know, that's kind of out there in the, in the world today. You don't fit in. It, it just doesn't work out sometimes that, that you seem like it does. But Joshua had made up his mind. If the leaders in the Word of God did not have their mind made up to serve God and to follow Him no matter what, where would we be today? If Noah, who was given a task to build a great big old boat on dry land, if he didn't just go ahead and be stubborn enough to do it, say, I'm going to do it because God told me to do it, no matter what everybody else might think about it. And it's amazing. I believe God helped him with people bringing him all the wood that he needed to put it together. I know God helped him bring all them animals together because I, I don't really... Somebody said Noah may have been a cowboy. I don't know, but he would have had a whole lot of, whole lot of roping to do if he had to rope all them folks. I honestly believe the Lord went and got on. That's just me. You know, God brought him to him, but all those things. But to think about it, if he wasn't solid and firm, God would really wouldn't have been talking to him, right? And because he was, he was able to accomplish something that normally it was impossible for him to do. Amen? I don't know if any of you have ever built a boat or not. Maybe it was eight feet long, but this boat was big. Amen? Maybe you built something that floated down the river. I don't know, for a little while. But this one had to float for a long time. Amen? Jesus came many, many years ago, in our, in, and he died on the cross of Calvary for every one of us. Brother Tony, pastor this here today, right? And I know this is Pastor Appreciation Day, so I'm hoping you're getting something together in a minute that uh, you can say nice. Amen? Please make it nice. Don't say anything mean. Amen. Praise God. If they say something mean, Ben, keep them away from the dessert table. I'm going to go out there in a little while. Amen. But if you're firm, there's a foundation that you're built upon, right? What's your foundation this morning? I know ours is not sand. 
Before I got saved, I was on sand. And I'll be honest with you, in, in, in church work, I got carried up in a lot of different things in life. Oh, you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way, and you come back and realize, no, you don't. We've got the Word of God that we need to go by today. And this Word of God is all that we need. We don't need something new, something different. It's just the same old Word of God. For the, the Bible teaches us that this Word became flesh, did it not? And it dwelt among men. And trying to preach to individuals today, to, if they can ever get the Word of God off of the pages of that book and get that Word of God within inside their hearts and lives where the Spirit of God dwells, then there's enough material that the Holy Ghost in you has got something to work with. But if you don't supply it with material that it needs to build you up in the person that God wants you to be, you'll never be solid and firm and strong in your faith of God to do the work that needs to be done today. He said, John the Baptist, did you go up? What did you think when you looked at John the Baptist? You walked out there, was it like a reed shaking in the wind? Absolutely not. He was a man of God that had a purpose, right? His purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus, amen, to God to come and give his life on the cross of Calvary. So many things. Resolute was another word of the definition when I looked at that word. Be you steadfast and unmovable. Resolute. Now, I'm not an educated person. Some of you know me. Some of us go back a long, a long time, but yeah, I, can, I can look up things and learn things, right? Amen. You're admirably purposeful. Have you got a purpose? I've never seen Christian folks today that don't know what they're supposed to do. I just wish the Lord give me some great big sign from heaven, throw a rock down here or something and just tell me which way to go or what I need to do, right? The Word of God told us we, we're supposed to go out yonder into the world and get all them folks saved that we can. He said go into the world in, in Acts, or Matthew 28, right? Over in the book of Mark as well, go baptize them in, in the name of Jesus. Make disciples at them. Do something. Uh, amen. There's things that we can do. God ain't called everybody to be a pastor. Amen. He, everybody may not be the Sunday school teacher, but is there an admirable purpose in your life? There's something about you that God uses today. That's why you're in the house of God. Amen. Faithfulness. Somebody knows how to pray. Somebody that knows how to work with somebody. Somebody knows how to go to somebody that's been abused, who's been beat down, hammered and hurt and everything else and pick them up and put some oil on them and heal them up. Amen. Amen. He needs those kind of individuals. I'm not going to try and preach too much longer. I'll give a pastor a little bit of a chance to say something. <clears throat> but a, a, a determination because you feel there is a cause. Amen. How many people today need to be in the house of God? We are to let them understand there's a reason, there's a cause that we need to be in the house of God today. It's sad to see so many leaving this world unprepared, not ready. Amen to God to meet Jesus Christ on the other side. If there ever was a time the church gets ready, if a pastor ever needed a congregation of people, I don't know how you feel about it, but listen, when God told Moses, I want you to lead the folks out of the land of Egypt, 
And I can understand Moses being a little complicated too. I can understand a little bit of feeling, wait, 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 just a minute here. You know, this is a great big thing you're asking me to do. There's, there's 800,000 men besides all the women and children, and you're asking me to deal with all those people that I'm going to have to go out there and talk to them and speak to them and persuade them and get, get, get the Pharaoh to let them individuals go. There's a responsibility. I know it's a terrible job. Working with folks is hard sometimes, isn't it? Amen, it really is. Lord help us. But a determination for a cause. You know, Jesus went through a lot of things. They slapped him. They spit on him. They shoved a crown of thorns on his head. They mocked him, called him the devil, tried to stone him. He had to leave the place he was at sometimes. They beat him down that he couldn't even carry his own cross and he needed some help and they got Simon to help him. Man, he went through a lot. Ooh-wee. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't have done it. That's why he didn't ask me to go to the cross. I'd never made it. Somewhere along the line, man, I'd quit. You hit me the last time, I'm hitting you back. I can remember them days in high school when you had to walk through initiation lines. They probably don't do that anymore now. They lock folks up in jail. They shove a bag or something over your head, and you'd walk down now, and there'd be folks beating on you. I remember one time the fellow in front of me fell down and I thought I was going to get beat to death. So I was just about ready to pull it off and we'll fight back. We have to but grab that fellow up and let's run. Let's get out of here. Amen. We're built in such a way that we can't handle but just so much. And God knows that. He knows how much you can handle, what you can do, and what you can't do. But he also knows that you can be steadfast and unmovable. That you can be solid. You can be determined. You can have a cause and a purpose in your life. I seen Ben over a while ago, and I told him all he had to do was stand her. He's just like, okay, I'm going to stand her. She ain't going to move me, I can tell you now. It's not going to happen. I know he was nice to, nice to his daughter. and them. Okay. But we kind of get it. But there's an adversary that Peter said goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's trying to devour the church world today. Part of the message I've been praying about the last few days, and maybe your pastor preached on it, but it's, it's kind of been about stalking. You know, there's an adversary that's stalking us today. Nobody likes a stalker in the world. If you got one, my Lord, have mercy. Let's get them thrown in the jail. Let's get rid of them. But there's one that stalks you that has a familiarity about you because you once served him at one time. So he knows things about you. Knows where you live, knows what your habits are, knows what you do, and he's after you. He's trying to destroy you. And the only thing that makes us overcomers is the blood of the Lamb and the Spirit of God that's in you. What makes us wise enough, as wise to overcome the adversary, is when we get the Word of God in us. Amen? And we take that Word off the pages and put it in our hearts and lives. To be just absolutely relentless. I know Donna's probably slapping Ben back there. He's the stubbornest person I know, I know. But we're, we're all that way sometimes, right? We are. But when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, we need to be. We need to be. We just sometimes need to just keep knocking. Just be relentless. Just keep persistent. Don't stop. And that's the hardest thing sometimes that it seems like there is to do. It's hard to be faithful sometimes, isn't it? It's hard just to keep on and on and on and on. Amen?
How many years did it take Noah to build the ark? Woo. Long time, right? Long time. It did. But God, be you steadfast and unmovable, knowing that your labor is not going to be in vain, right? But sometimes it feels that way, does it not? I don't know why. We're hoping to preach some kind of happy jump up and down message today. Your labor's not going to be in vain. Because you're, what you're doing, you're doing for the kingdom of God. There'll be a prize on the other side. There'll be a reward that waits you. And I know it's difficult, when they, especially when you're trying to invite somebody to church and they just won't come. Amen? My dad was that way. Mother and dad wasn't saved when I got saved and I went ill against my family because I was raised in a Catholic family. And they didn't like it because I went to a different church than a Catholic church. And boy, I got it for a long time. I'd go by the house and visit. I'd say, I'm praying for you. Half the time he'd cuss me out and tell him I know where church is. If I want to go, I'll go. We were pastoring in Bay Springs at the time. But one Saturday afternoon, every everything was different. I said, I'm going to be praying for you. And he didn't say a word. He's laying in bed. <clears throat> I just kind of crawled up in the middle of the bed there with him and laid hands on him and prayed for him. He didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Neither one of us could say anything with both of us <clears throat> crying too hard. Sunday morning, I watched him walk. Walk through the door of the church. Made his way to the altar. What if I just quit? What if I pulled the rope off and just turned it loose? Hmm? I'm tired of you hard-headed individual, and I'm just going to take the rope off and let you go. If that's what you want to do, what if? What if? What if? Man, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's worth it. There's somebody that you're trying to rope and you're trying to get them in the, into the kingdom of God. If you ever got enough love in your heart and life that you can get a rope around them, keep it there. As long as it takes, it doesn't matter. God can change them. We don't know when it's going to happen, but God's got a way that he can change them, right? Amen? It took a while. Well, there was no greater joy to see mom and dad come to an altar. Stand up in a church and testify, saying, you know, I thank God that he gave me cancer. I could have died of a heart attack, and I wouldn't know the experience that I've got right now. But he knew everything in his life was right. Amen? And there was peace inside of his life. But that was the hardest thing to do. As I told you earlier, them, them four young girls had a rope on the steer 
and they there it was it was just the bad luck of the draw, I guess, because they got the biggest one, and they got the underest one, and to see that steer drag them around that ring for till their time expired, but they were working as hard as they could. They never, never took the rope off. They never took the rope off. Help us, Lord, today that we don't pull the rope off of some of them out there. Amen? I'm not going to really close the service out. I'm going to turn it over to Tony here in a moment. Some of us may want to pray because I appreciate your pastor and I'm going to be one of the first ones to say that I do. I do. I know he's my son, but I believe God's called him in the ministry. I believe there's a work that he's doing, and I believe he's in the place where God wants him. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Amen. I prayed about it also so many times, and we went to Tennessee, Lord, where we need to be. And wound up with a group of folks that was wanted to start up a cowboy church, and it's like, that's a little bit different than what I'm used to. I'm not used to folks wearing hats at church sometimes, but the cowboy boots look like they just came out of the field. But that's how they come to church. Some of you know what an old uh, livestock auction is. You know, the auctioneer sits down in a hole down there and you got, the, well, that's where we had church for a long time. Kind of different. Hmm. It didn't have padded pews and air conditioning and ceiling fans. But people came together. Hmm. God got a hold of somebody's heart. And he threw a rope around him. And he called him into a purpose. And the purpose is being fulfilled today. I believe you've got a leader. I believe God's got a rope around him. And it's pulling him into that place. I believe God's got a rope around every one of us sitting here this morning. And he's not going to pull the rope off of us because he loves us too much. He didn't save you to leave you now just because the world's getting terrible. He didn't save you just to leave you and walk off and let you go. And, you know, at Christian folks, the persecution begins to start. And individual, man, if you say you love God, you're, you're some kind of a nut job out there somewhere. Amen? Brother Tony, I don't know what you want to, want to say, but I kind of feel like I just want to turn it over you and let you close things the way you want to. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray it has been a blessing and encouragement to you. Don't forget you can find out more about our church by visiting our website at Farm Hill Church. .faithlifesites.com or you can look us up on Facebook. May God bless you and we look forward to seeing you at Farm Hill Church very soon.